From the Army Service Ribbon to the Medal of Honor, that huge stack of ribbons on your chest goes away when you don a sharp-fitting civilian suit. Keeping the spirit of your military service via theme pocket square can be both fashionable and squared away. Today on the Financial Operating Base, we will speak with Chris Costa, founder of Pocket Square Heroes. Welcome to the Financial Operating Base, a podcast and community to help you, the veteran entrepreneur, to navigate the terrain and accomplish your mission of business success. Joining us today, we have Christopher Costa, U.S. Marine Corps veteran and founder of Pocket Square Heroes. Chris, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Let's jump right into your story. Uh, tell us about your time in the military and what eventually led you to starting Pocket Square Heroes. Well, I was in the military. Uh, I was in the United States Marine Corps, 3rd Battalion, 6th Marines, uh, er, uh, from 94 to... Uh, 97. So during that time, it was uh, super quiet. Uh, there was nothing going on. Uh, there was uh, my when I dropped into the fleet, as we call it, which is everyday life in the Marine Corps, uh, I served as a grunt. Uh, so it was just tons of training, tons of uniform inspections, you know, probably a completely different military than what, uh, you know, the most recent guys getting out from Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, so like I was saying, I did from 94 to 97 in the Marine Corps. Uh, I got out and I immediately started uh, climbing the ladder in the law enforcement field. Um, I started as a local sheriff and worked my way up uh, over time. Uh, it's uh, now it's over 25 years of law enforcement experience, uh, working on a wide variety of different things. So uh, I, it's kind of funny. Uh, people say to me, "Oh, so you only had to started, you only had to start watching your back when you got out of the military." <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much uh, the the whole story there in a nutshell. Uh, I ended up getting injured. Um, while working in a law enforcement job uh, back in 2013, 2014. And that's when all the new stuff started coming out about uh, the 22 a day suicides. It started, uh, you know, there were stell reports of intense fighting over, over in uh, the Middle East. Uh, we, we were just, it was so sad getting all those reports on a daily basis. I'm sure you guys remember if you weren't in country or if you were at home and listening, it was just, uh, it, it bothered me a lot, especially the 22. Hearing about the 22, that aggravated me. Um, now, back when I was in uh, 90, 94 to 97, we had uh, one guy that was a uh, squad leader. He committed suicide. And there wasn't even that kind of stress going on. Um, now, he was a first Gulf War vet, and he was a veteran from uh, conflict in Haiti. Uh, but, you know, who knows what really tied into that? That just that, that hit home. I mean, I was like, you know, 18, 19 years old. Um, so we fast forward into my law enforcement career. 
I had a uh, partner also commit suicide who was uh, a former veteran and he also climbed the ladder and ended up as a, a partner for me. We actually had went in different directions assigned to different uh, teams. And when he was, uh, we actually, he took over a slot of mine. So we were discussing, you know, different procedures and policies, yada, 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 all the fun stuff, right? So uh, he uh, lied to me about everything. And then, you know, a week later, he took his life. And that just bothered me big time. So when I heard all this stuff about the 22, uh, I got angry, I'm not going to lie. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted to do something. I knew I would eventually. I knew that I would come up with something, you know, to try to take care of the guys that, you know, need help or, you know, some sort of an event, some sort of charity, give back something. And uh, I was sitting there when I was injured, feeling sorry for myself, listening to all these reports. Well, uh, you know, I can't sit here and cry about a few busted discs in my cervical spine and a dislocated collarbone, you know, when guys are coming back with all these issues. So using all their stories to stop myself from pouting and, uh, you know, striving forward, uh, I was searching on the internet for uh, different suit and tie combinations. And I saw a pocket square. It was purple. It just had purple stripes on it. I said, man, that looks like a military ribbon. Uh, so we went ahead. Uh, I started searching on the internet. I'm like, they got to have this. And uh, when I found out they didn't, uh, I went ahead and made one up. And it, it looked pretty cool. And eventually, it just transitioned into, okay, this is a unique way to trick some guys, maybe to get them social instead of at home sitting, staring at the wall, you know, if I could get you to get out in public and I can use this tool to do it, hey, you know, maybe you'll meet somebody. At least you're not at home. At least you're not bouncing off the walls. So that's pretty much where Pocket Squares came from. Keep moving forward on that thought. So you come up with the first idea or two, you know, and as, as entrepreneurs, we're taught to go out and test our market, you know, see the viability of the product or service that we're creating. How did you go about checking to see how well it would be received in the marketplace? And then what steps did you start to take to get traction on the product? Okay, so back in 2014, I wasn't really sure if it would ever be a business. I kind of looked at it as, again, my hobby, my way to connect guys, my way to sell a few of these through the internet, connect with guys on the internet, local guys, guys from DC, guys from California. It, it didn't matter where they were. Uh, uh, back when I was hurt, I mean, I had time on my hands. Uh, it was pretty much healing. So uh, talked to several of them over the phone. Uh, uh, it just, uh, some of them were local, we became friends. Um, so when I launched it back in 2014, I started with a Facebook page and uh, it kind of, it was good. I got, I got some uh, decent followers pretty quickly uh, on Facebook. Um, I did a couple little boosted posts back then. Um, there really wasn't, uh, I don't know, as it, I decided to kind of step away when I healed and I finally went back to my law enforcement job. Uh, I was extremely busy. So I didn't really think that it was something that could grow into what it is now. Um, so 
I just let it sit there. And I made a few connections here and there. And over that period of time, I mean, I would post stuff for like the, you know, the Army's birthday, the Marine Corps birthday, but there was no email marketing. The, the orders would still come in. They came in for years, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Uh, I guess someone would wear it, go to an event, and when they get to the event, someone sees it and they're like, hey, where'd you get that? And of course, these guys want to tell the story because back then I was able to talk to every single customer. Um, so they want to tell the story. They want to share the story. They, they want to help me out. I want to help them out. That's one thing that's great about the veteran community and the military spouse, you know, uh, community is we're always bending over backwards for each another, which is awesome. Uh, so, um, so can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah, you're oh, good. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, so where was okay. I? I lost myself because you guys are pointing to something on the ceiling. It's <laughs> like, is there something above me? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, well, well, here, I'll take it from here. Sure, um, sure. So it was a very grassroots kind of um, buildup. Um, talk a little bit about the manufacturing process from the early days and it was sort of a hobby, like who actually produced these things and then how did that go into scale um, to the level that it is now? Okay, you know what, I could probably back up a little bit if you want me to and uh, talk a little bit more about how when I really went hard and launched it or do you want to do that after? You can do that now. Okay, yeah, go so, ahead uh, you know, we had that soft, soft sort of not really know, knowing what I was doing launch back in 2014 where, of course, I pushed it out to friends, family, people that I knew, the quick early adapters uh, that connected with me on Facebook. Uh, back then, I had a big commerce store. Uh, I threw the big commerce store up. I did a few podcasts with a bunch of guys that were local. Um, through social media, I found a few guys that uh, had a little mastermind program that uh, they put together. So I, it was like twenty dollars. That's it was just to show that you had skin in the game. So uh, we gave the twenty dollars to the one guy. And uh, we started having Google Hangouts. And it was awesome. I spoke to these guys. I was able to uh, tell them about my product. And they were also vets, so they, they understood it. And one of them actually connected me to a uh, pretty uh, successful YouTuber named Antonio Centeno. Uh, any of your uh, 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 folks that are listening to the podcast, if, you, if you know, you're looking, it has to be male-based because he's only a, a male stylist. But uh, he's, he's, uh, he has a YouTube channel with an enormous amount of success tips about dressing, about you know, how to get that higher position. I mean, Antonio is a former United States Marine. He's just a great guy. So right away off the bat, he just jumped on it. I sent him a sample. He did a bunch of YouTube videos on it. And we're going back years ago now. Um, so for years, Antonio's blogs sent traffic to me. I mean, Antonio has millions of views on his YouTube videos. Uh, he's, uh, you know, again, just by through the network of veterans and military spouses, I landed somebody that's such a successful YouTuber when I had sold 20 pocket squares back then. So uh, eventually kept plugging along. I had uh, a local place here that prints them because they're polyester. I mean, I wish they really could be silk. You've probably heard me say this on a million other podcasts and everything else. I really wish I could make them silk, but I can't. 
because then everybody can't be involved. This is all about everybody being involved. Plus, 90% of the stuff in the United States today is polyester anyway. So uh, we found a way. It's dye sublimation, which is they just print paper out and they heat press it to the polyester so it doesn't run, doesn't fade. And uh, I had a local company down the road here uh, do this for me. Now, uh, this is not what they do. They are not apparel manufacturers. They would manufacture banners for the front of your business. They would manufacture trade show booth items. Uh, so they're that kind of a large format printer. But if you're an entrepreneur, you find a way. So what do you do? You go make them feel guilty. I'm a veteran. I got this great product. And, uh, you know, I need your help. You know, uh, you know how it is. I'm a veteran, you know. Thank me for my service. No, I'm joking, but I actually hate that when people say it. Um, so uh, if you need to do that to get your, you know, entrepreneurial wheels turning, by all means, use it. I'm a military spouse. I got this great idea. Do you think I could borrow a little bit of your time to throw some stuff through to give, a, you know, a market test? You know, you'd be surprised what, you know, these civilian folks will say. They'll, they'll help you. So... From there, I started making phone calls because now I needed to find somebody to sew it. So I uh, started making phone calls, found this one gentleman, uh, which was nice. It was only another mile away from my house. Uh, he listened to it because it was very hard to explain over the phone. You know, listen, I'm making these pocket squares. Da, 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 da. What's a pocket square? You know, <laughs> is a handkerchief? I'm like, no, you don't want to blow your nose in this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... We went ahead and I went over to talk to him. He had a uh, sewer on staff. He was kind of like a sort of a U.S.-based drop shipper for all different types of products, depending upon the season with his company. Um, the woman that sewed them originally, she was just the best. Uh, her husband was a, uh, uh, a former TSA officer who ended up with um, uh, Alzheimer's, unfortunately. So... She couldn't handle the volume anyway. Um, so then I started searching and searching and searching hard. And again, through the veteran community, I put it out there and it spit back at me that I just so happened to find two Marine Corps veterans that are a mile down the road that their family has owned a cut and sew facility since the 60s. They grew up in this. Wow. Yeah, talk about luck of the draw, right? So those guys now, I still have it printed by the same printer. Uh, we bring the fabric down to the uh, Monaco family. Um, uh, one is uh, Gunnery Sergeant Mario Monaco and Sergeant Domino, uh, Dominic Mario uh, Monaco. What am I talking about? So uh, they, uh, they sew it. They put the labels on it. Uh, they were shipping it for a little while, but now I have to put a SKU system in place. So I took back the shipping process of it, which is just ridiculous. Uh, it's a good problem to have, but I mean, there's just not enough hours in the day. So uh, product cards are coming in and we're going to set up our SKU system. Uh, SKU systems and things like this are important to put checklists in. I, this is something I probably should have did from the get-go. Um, they would have continued to have, you know, shipped the whole thing. Let me tell you, you got your SKU numbers, right? So if you're in a physical product, uh, environment, then you have your UPC codes. Well, UPC codes cost money and they, uh, have a yearly fee. Oh yeah. Hmm. What a scam. 
<laughs> you know, but when you think about it, I guess, you know, it's software, you know, so it has to register to every POS. So those are a couple little things to think about. SKU codes, SKU numbers, and UPC codes, because it's a reoccurring cost that people often overlook. So how I got did you lucky. learn about all that stuff? <laughs> Trial so and error. You, how, how, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trial and error. Trial and error. And, I, you know, I mean, at this stage, I have some retail partners uh, that are pushing it for me. Like, uh, we just joined together with um, the National Desert Storm War Memorial. Uh, they're going to be building that huge memorial next to the Vietnam Memorial uh, down in D.C. And these folks have to raise like 50-something million dollars to pull it off. There is no government funding going into this. Uh, so hats off to them. They got a, a great wholesale deal. I sent down a bunch of pocket squares for them to push. And uh, it was kind of crazy. I didn't even see how they sold them, but they already reordered. So, hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's a good way to help them out. I even said, because you're a startup and you want to give back, because that's what we're all about, right? But when you're a startup, you can't give your shirt off your back because you're not going to have a business and then the business isn't going to help people. It's a very fine line. It's a hard line to talk about, okay? I used to say 10% of every sale would go towards XYZ. Well, it did back then. And believe it or not, the first year, it was uh, way more than 10% that went to help stuff out. But there's always ways you can get creative. So what I did for the Desert Storm War Memorial was I said, you know what, send me inserts. Send me some sort of information. So every order that comes through right now I stuff a postcard with the order inside. So like, you know, when you open that stuff up and it's like, you just bought a t-shirt from somewhere and now you have like the wine subscription list. What does that have to do with a t-shirt? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, they put it in there because that's extra money. So yeah. instead of doing that, I decided to stuff something that's actually of value. Let's let everybody know about this. Let's see if they at least follow them on Instagram. You know, I mean, because that helps, you know. So uh, by stuffing those envelopes was my way of giving a charitable service. Plus, we do some blind auctions where I can send like five or six pocket squares to some VFW in California. And then, you know, they get to sell them maybe an extra couple tickets or make the event a little bit more pleasantable for, for those vets out there. You know, maybe uh, one of the city donators or something like this uh, ends up with an American flag pocket square. So there's ways to do that too. Yeah, no, it, awesome. sound, it, it, it sounds like the, the kind of entrepreneur story that everyone loves to get behind. You brought your creativity and you brought your heart to it. And you can always learn about how to ship stuff or UPC codes later, right? It's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> I remember Matt Griffin from Combat Flip Flops talking about, uh, he had a whole garage full of flip-flop boxes and he didn't know how to ship them. Or, you know, uh, we're in Atlanta, Sarah Blakely, very famous from Spanx. She sewed the first ones herself on her own sewing machine. And her home was the headquarters for several years before she got traction and figured out how to make it into a big company. So it's that, that's what entrepreneurs are. They're, they're passion and their heart and they're creative and you learn the business on the go. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, Asking you the question that way, you know, we have, you know, early stage entrepreneurs uh, that listen to the podcast. We have people who are thinking about entrepreneurship. What's, what's the one big or two big entrepreneurship lessons that you learned along the way that you can pass on to someone now earlier on? 
Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe they don't make a mistake or two that you've made. Let's see here. I had that answer answered, but uh, since I've been up since four o'clock in the morning, I completely forgot. So you guys are going to get it acapella. Let's see here. So <laughs> off the cuff, uh, the best way. There you go. There you go. Uh, lessons learned is probably going to be uh, when you come up with a plan. It's I, I'm going to say it, it sounds lame, but it's it's organization. You know, it's every single receipt, every single uh, item you gift, you know, you need to record it all. Every single day, there should be 10 minutes where you're reviewing your bank records, you're reviewing your cash in and cash out, where if you purchase something during that day, you're scanning that receipt where you're scheduling your calendar for the next day. I mean, I love bullet journaling. I think it's awesome. Um, You can find an enormous amount of bullet journaling stuff all over the internet. Uh, You know, utilize if you have to, you don't need to pay for QuickBooks. You know, don't kill yourself with trying to uh, add up and, and put all these different software systems you know, uh, by the end, when you're done, you know, you're going to have a thousand dollars a month worth of uh, software programs that don't even connect using a spreadsheet. It should be tracked every day. That spreadsheet could even be, um, you know, notes for the day. What did you learn for the day? What do you need to remember? What needs to be carried over for the next day? Every day, 10 minutes at night and, you know, maybe five in the morning because that night you've already prepared uh, for your next day. Have everything lined out. Of course, you can deviate from that plan, but at least you know what you're deviating from. So you'll learn how to prioritize different things. My problem is, is I give away too many pocket squares. I give them away too much, way too much. My wife yells at me. She says, uh, you gotta stop, you can't give them away. I'm like, but that guy was a silver star recipient. What am I gonna do, you know? Or, you know, that guy was just really nice and, uh, you know, uh, I feel like he might not necessarily have $25. So I hook him up, you know, uh, my wife's like, you gotta stop doing that. She's right. I have to. So, well, that's, that's <laughs> kind of the, the thread of a lot of the veteran entrepreneurs that we see entrepreneurs in general, certainly. Um, but also, you know, us and our committee, our community where we want to get back to the community. Right. And we've said this before where you can have a profitable business, that provides a lot of um, value that is giving back to the community, even even if it's a, a for-profit endeavor because that profit fuels the value that you're giving back. So we see that a lot. So that being said, what is the future of Pocket Square Heroes from a product perspective? What are you going to expand into um, from kind of the big picture vision? Um, what do you see or what do you plan for into the future? Well, uh, Pocket Square Heroes, it, it leads me back to, uh, I guess, sort of the fact that um, apparel uh, is a pain in the ass. <laughs> it absolutely is. Trying to do some uh, stuff like uh, fashion accessories, trying to make them appear elegant uh, as I can possibly get them when they're made out of stuff like uh, poly silk. Um, you know, uh, trying to upgrade the product packaging, which uh, I believe one of you guys saw at the Military Influencers Conference, you know, uh, that package was not an easy, you know, uh, design and it it definitely wasn't an easy purchase. 
to do stuff like packaging in the US, it's, uh, it's a kick right in the shin and it hurts. But uh, it, it'll pay itself off. I mean, over time, as, as more traction gets gained, we'll be good. Um, am I gonna add more products to the uh, line? Possibly. Uh, right now, we just added the Freedom Scarf, uh, which we debuted on Fox. Uh, that's done. That's been doing very good. And let me, that was, that was pretty hard to get uh, established because now that goes around the ladies' necks. So now you're talking about the extra step that I like to take is we need to wash this fabric. Okay. I can't be responsible for any of that. And I don't want to be that guy, you know, that, uh, I don't know, has some fabric that touched the floor somewhere, you know, so it has to be washed. Um, I had to learn about uh, uh, putting this stuff called fray check on the uh, ends of the fabric, which is nothing but like a, a, a hypoallergenic uh, uh, glue that goes around the ends to prevent things from, from fraying. Uh, plus the uh, labels that needed to be designed. You can find all this out no matter how daunting it seems, the internet. I mean, you know, you guys remember, you used to go to the library, you know? I mean, if anything, you had those old, uh, what were those things where you spun and you, you, you know, shifted through and you could find maybe the New York Times articles or uh, something like that on a microfilm, you know? That wasn't that long ago. Nowadays, you can, That's old you know. School. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there might have been a computer there, but I had no idea how to turn it on, so. Um, that was back in the, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s. You, know, you have to go to the library to find out all this stuff. Today, there's, there's a wealth of information. Uh, there's no excuse why you shouldn't have 50% of it ironed down. And believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Minimum viable product. Test the market space. Don't wait. Uh, it's very important to be first mover. Um, some of the products that I do want to add and I'm not sure if I will, it's all going to be related to the same, you know, thing. It's going to be like haberdashery and, you know, uh, cufflinks and neckties and bow ties and items like that. But we'll see. I'm not too sure. I'm actually looking at a completely another endeavor. And uh, I haven't verbalized this yet, just so you guys will be the first ones to where I verbalize it. It's Breaking news. Groundbreaking. I love groundbreaking. it. Groundbreaking. It's this called is our the first... This is our first scoop for the show. Go there ahead. There you go. There you go. The first scoop. So uh, it's going to be called the Veteran Pickle Company. <laughs> Love it. Sounds uh -huh. good to me. It sounds delicious. Sounds oh, delicious. it's going to go be. On. It's going to be. It's going to be funny. And I don't think it's going to be what you guys think it is. I mean, we're going to have pickles, but that's not really what I'm after. So well, it's going to be a nice little give cat. more? Is that the teaser? That's the teaser. I can't give any more yet. <laughs> gotcha. We're, 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 we're definitely looking forward um, to that. You, you've, certainly, you've certainly proven, as I said, you're wildly creative and your heart's in the right place. So I'm sure that'll be a success as well. Um, I had one curiosity question. You know, sure. these, your, your, your products for the well-dressed veteran. And, uh, you know, some of us veterans don't dress as well as others. So I'm just sort of curious. Um, which, which branch of the service tends to order most of your products? Who are, who are the, the guys wearing the, the sharp-fitting suits and the handsome tuxedos? Is it Marines or is it Army guys or Air Force guys? 
Who is it? Do you, you know, know uh, that's a good question. Recently, I was going to post something out there because the Marine Corps and the Army are neck and neck on the branch colors. Okay. The Coast Guard, I don't know where they are. They must have floated out. They're lost in a Bermuda Triangle somewhere because they originally <laughs> were crying that they didn't have any uh, branch colors. Well, they got them and like uh, they didn't order many. Okay. So I have a few <laughs> sitting on the rack and uh, if they don't order them, I'm discontinuing them because they cried. So now you're being punished. They're, they're, they're wearing their Jimmy Buffett Hawaiian shirts. They're not getting dressed but up. Let me tell you this, okay? And I, I'm going to try to say this. Well, I'm going to upset an Army guy. You know, no offense, but, you know, I'm a Marine. Fuck so you. just my natural presence upsets Army guys. <laughs> um, but uh, well, the Marine Corps, you know, they just don't give – a lot of awards they just they just don't do it it's it's uh i mean when i was in people didn't get a lot of awards and you know i'm watching these guys come out of afghanistan and iraq and they don't get a lot of awards either you know it's just uh i don't know it's just the nature of the marine corps um but i'll tell you the bronze star and the army is just wow you know there's a lot of bronze stars in the army <laughs> I mean, a real <laughs> lot of them. <laughs> but again, I also think that that's because uh, uh, a lot of those Bronze Star leads come out of Pete Hegseth, who, you know, is over on Fox and Friends, and he's wearing that design. So really the only person that's going to really get that many years later is someone that actually has that medal. So they're like, wait a second, what is this guy wearing? And then they look closer, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden I'm getting emails and phone calls, you know. Is so, that the top seller, the Bronze Star? Uh, no, 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 no. The It's actually the Army Service Ribbon. Okay, that makes sense. I'm totally joking. I'm totally... <laughs> <laughs> you got me. I was like, well, everybody's got that one. <laughs> uh, no, uh, top seller is probably going to be... Um, it's probably going to be the... Uh, probably Iraq right now. Uh, Iraq. Okay. Uh, Afghanistan, American flag, uh, some of the camo designs. Uh, then you're going to trickle in. But the National Defense Medal is is in the top ten. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you guys saw, but I recently made it into the duffel blog. Well, they they we didn't did. mention me. They didn't mention me. Of course, they just stole my photo and yep. didn't even tag me. You know, so uh, yep. if Davies is listening, that was. That was classic, and everybody knew. So, again, no press is bad press. I love it. It was hilarious. Those guys are probably like, what happened? Last time I checked, there was like 4,000 hits on that article. Yeah, it was too yeah. funny. Too funny. Too funny. And it was all because I shared it. So, Davies, That's right. you need to claim your complimentary National Defense Service Medal or Army Service Ribbon Pockets. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you have a very interesting story, a great sense of humor, and a great journey. Um, is there a, a quote or a um, philosophy or a saying that helps guide you? Um, I don't want to give you the same one that I used on another podcast, but hopefully your listeners are different. But one of my favorite ones is, is uh, there's no such thing as luck. No such thing. Luck is 90% uh, preparation and 10% opportunity. And you know what awesome. is, is all veterans and military spouses, they know this, they just haven't verbalized it. yet. As soon as they take that first step to act, 
then it'll all be verbalized. They'll be able to verbalize it, but you have to go through those motions in order to just do it. You just gotta, you know, you just gotta go out and you got a minimum viable product, take your idea, tell five people, and be ready for the haters because they're gonna come. And sometimes it could be someone right next to you. How are you gonna handle that one? You know, don't let it keep you down, smile, continue, um, and just keep pushing forward. Absolutely. And uh, Chris, uh, if the listeners want to get a hold of you, um, you know, maybe uh, aspiring entrepreneurs and they want to ask a question or, or certainly more importantly, if someone wants to order a pocket square, um, let us know how to do that as well. Um, so sure. how can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can find us on social media by uh, just going ahead and typing in pocket square heroes. That's plural. Or, and then there'd be links to uh, our one website. You could go ahead and you could just go direct to the website, pocketsquareheroes.com. Um, if you've heard about the fashion scarf line and you're a middle spouse or you're a female veteran and pocket squares aren't your thing, uh, you can just literally type in freedomscarf.com or freedomscarves.com. It all goes to the same website. Uh, my email's there and also phone number. So feel free, shoot a text. You know, I may answer, it depends. <laughs> One of these days I'll be able to do the ultimate thing, hopefully after quarter four, and that's get another veteran on board and pay somebody a salary. Now that to me is gonna be powerful. Chris, uh, hiring another veteran, I think that's great. One of the, the things we hear time and time again from veteran entrepreneurs, that one of the reasons they started their company uh, is because they do want to employ other veterans. So my um, hat off to you for that. Thanks. Chris, thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for joining us. It was a great conversation. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoyed this conversation with Chris Costa, founder of Pocket Square Heroes. And we'll leave you with this quote from fashion icon and entrepreneur Damon John. Don't wait for the perfect time. You'll wait forever. Always take advantage of the time that you're given. Thanks for joining us on the Financial Operating Base podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so send us your questions or feedback to financialoperatingbase at gmail.com.